Thank you so very much, Pastor Mary. I just want to echo what Pastor Mary was sharing that she was hearing from the Lord regarding the um, Pauls and Timothys, because I do believe that is something that's dear in the heart of God. Uh, the generational connection, uh, it's vital that the church uh, connect with the generations behind us and to bring them along because I do believe in 2023, we're going to see young people rise up and begin moving in the power of God as never before. So let's, uh, however the Lord may direct us to connect to mentor. I just want to echo what she was saying because I believe that is truly the very heart of the Father. Amen. Amen. Well, I am honored every time I stand in any pulpit, but I am honored especially to stand in this pulpit because of my relationship with Dr. Kayaton and uh, Pastor Tina. We have been in relationship with them for 25 or 30 years, and their legacy is just awesome. Uh, I am just awed when I see Pastor Mary, Pastor Rebecca, uh, Pastor Troy, and, and, and not to mention uh, Jeremiah, Pastor Jeremiah, and Pastor Dominique, and Pastor, it just blows my mind because they were young kids running around when we came into relationship with the Kayatans. And what even blows my mind even further is to see Pastor Dominique's uh, and Pastor Dom's and, and their children running around as, I mean, this is just amazing. And I'm saying to myself, as I was watching them and observing them um, one recently, I said, this thing could go on forever this way if Jesus tarry, because these kids are coming and they're anointed and uh, they're just amazing. So uh, tonight... Uh, I'm going to uh, share a scripture, and then we're going to get into the Word of God. If you have your Bibles, and this scripture is available, Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. It's in the Amplified Bible, if we have that. Uh, and there we are. There we are. And the Word of God reads, after Jesus was baptized, he came up immediately out of the water. And behold, the heavens were open, and he, John, saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him, Jesus. And behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased and delighted. Let's pray. Father, we bless you and thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your presence amongst us tonight. We can do nothing apart from you and the presence of your spirit. So Holy Spirit, because you are here, as we have gathered in your name, you take over, you do what you desire to be done as I yield my heart, soul, and mind to you in Jesus' name. Well, tonight we're going to talk about open heavens. And this evening, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I want to teach about the open heavens. And when we speak of open heavens, necessarily that implies that there can be closed heavens. There are dramatic effects upon the earth when the heavens are open, and there are dramatic effects upon the earth when the heavens are closed. When the heavens are open, we experience the very presence of God, the power of God, the authority of God, signs, wonders, and miracles when the heavens are open. When the heavens are shut, 
We experience drought. We experience that drought physically and spiritually. We experience lack. We experience poverty. We experience the things that the enemy brings to rob, steal, and destroy. So whether the heavens are open or shut has great impact in our lives. So tonight, I want to look at what causes the heavens to be open, what causes the heavens to shut and be closed, and how we can live under an open heaven. I want us to get a picture of what it is and what it is like to live under an open heaven. So with the help of the Spirit of God, we want to impart that. Could we go back to our scripture in Matthew 16, 3, 16 and 17? And the scripture reads again, and after Jesus was baptized, he came up immediately out of the water, and behold, the heavens, plural, were open. And he, John, saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him, Jesus. And behold, a voice from heaven, singular, said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased and delighted. Now, there are heavens and there is heaven. That implies that there is more than one heaven. Now, the Bible tells us in Ephesians 6.12, you have that, we'll look at it. it. says this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So there are wicked forces. There is darkness in heavenly places. Now, that's not the only heaven, but when the Bible says that there are those forces of wickedness, they are in heavenly places. Now, look at Deuteronomy. I'm just laying a foundation for where we're going to go tonight. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14. It says this. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God. Also, the earth and all that is in it. So you have heavenly places. Now you have the heaven, the highest heaven. Above all, that's where God Almighty dwells. The highest heaven. Now, when the Bible says that there is a highest heaven, that is that place where God Almighty dwells. That is his domain, the highest heaven. Now, there are heavens beneath the highest heaven. So, when we look at 
the scripture that we read, and it said, the heavens were open when um, the back in Matthew when we looked at those scriptures it says the heavens were open meaning that the heavens under the highest heaven were open so in the place where God dwells in the highest heaven when it says the heavens were open and there was a voice from heaven means that when God the Father spoke from the highest heaven, the heavens underneath, the heavenly places had to bow their knee and open for the voice of God to come to earth because the earth belongs to God. So when God spoke from the highest heavens, the heavens opened, had to open because God is sovereign. God is almighty. There is nothing above him. So when God spoke from the highest heaven, the heavens had to open. And when we understand this, we can move in authority and power. Now, the fact that the powers of darkness that reside in the heavenly places, they must submit to whatever comes from the highest heaven. When God speaks, when the word of God comes from the highest heaven, the heavenlies, where there is wickedness and where there is darkness, must bow its knee to whatever comes from the heavenlies, the highest heaven. Now, this is important for us to understand because when the heavens are open over us, we not only hear the voice of God, we also receive the blessings of God. So when the heavens are open, whatever there is in the heavenly places submits to what comes from the throne of God. The Bible says in Psalms 119.89, O Lord, forever thy word is settled in heaven. So when we speak the word of God, when we proclaim the word of God that is settled in the heavenlies, in the high heavens, where God's throne is, that word when it's released in the earth, must come to pass because there is nothing in the heavenly places where there is wickedness and darkness that can stop the word of God from coming to pass. That's why when the disciples came to Jesus and asked him to teach them to pray, he said, you pray this way. He said, you pray our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it's done in heaven. Now, there are some things in heaven that earth is in desperate need of. And we must know how to appropriate that from heaven. You see, when we understand this and understand the power that we have in proclaiming and declaring the word of God, we will be uh, much more intentional about what comes out of our mouths. 
we will speak only what God speaks because when we're in earth and we declare the word of God in earth, because understand, the word is settled in heaven. It's established in heaven. So when we from earth speak the word of God, there is nothing in the heavenly places of darkness and wickedness that can stop that word from coming to earth. You see, when we understand that, we will begin walking in a greater level of victory because we'll be walking under open heavens. Now, let me, let me, let me say this, and this is important to understand and appreciate. When the heavens are open, we get the blessings and the benefits that come from God himself. The Bible says God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. That's a done deal. So when we are under an open heaven, we will receive what God has promised us as his children. But when the heavens are shut, we don't get that. And what the Lord was revealing to me was, when the heaven of heavens, where God abides, when the heavens are shut, we get what's in the heavenly places of darkness and wickedness. Do you understand what I'm saying? When the heavens are shut, that means nothing is coming from the heavenly place where God dwells, the highest heaven, because it's only what comes from the highest heaven that can penetrate through the heavenly places to get to earth. That only the, that, that, that's where the only authority lie to break through that place to get to earth. That's important for us to understand and to appreciate. Now, it's important to understand that Again, the heavens can be open and they can be closed. They can be shut. We're going to talk for a moment about what causes the heavens to be shut. And quite simply, sin and disobedience to God's word shuts the heavens. Will shut the heavens. Now, we take that lightly sometimes. God is holy, He is righteous. We must understand the character of God, the nature of God. He has to punish disobedience because he's holy. He has to deal with sin because he's holy. But at the same time, he is merciful. Now, sin and disobedience will cause the heavens to be shut over our lives, personally, over our family, a region, and a nation. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 35 to 40. We're going to read scripture to catch the heart of this. This is important for us to know. And as we're going into a new year, it's important 
that we position ourselves before God to live under open heavens. And the things in our lives that have caused the heavens to be shut, we must repent of and deal with. Look at this. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 35. When heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee, if they pray towards this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin when thou afflicts them, Then hear thou in heaven. You're going to hear this word here from heaven a lot. Then hear thou from heaven and forgive their, the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel, that thou teach them the good way wherein they should walk and give rain upon thy land, which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance. One of the indications of open heavens is always rain. If there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locusts, or if there be caterpillar, if their enemy besieged them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man or by all thy people Israel, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart, and spread forth his hands towards this house, then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive, and do, and give to every man according to his ways, whose heart thou knoweth. For thou, even thou only, knoweth the hearts of all the children of men. That includes my heart and your heart. He knows it, that they may fear thee all the days that they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. Now, sin, disobedience against God and his word will cause the heavens to be shut. But when we repent before God, ask him to forgive us, to cleanse us, the Bible says God will hear from heaven. It takes certain actions on the part of men, women in earth to get God to hear when the heavens are shut. And it's repentance. Turn from our ways and turn back to God. If we are experiencing pestilence, drought, those things that come from the heavenly places where there is darkness and wickedness. Now, this message is for the body of Christ. Because in so many ways, the body has forgotten its first love, as Jesus said to the church at Ephesus in Revelation 2. So when we 
are experiencing darkness. Who can deny that darkness is coming into our land wave after wave after wave? That's a problem. But at the same time, there's a solution. Things that exist in our land today should not be existing in our land today. Because we have a God. We have a sovereign almighty God who sits in the heaven of heavens. And we must learn and do what it required, whatever is necessary for the heavens where God resides to be open over us. See, when the heavens are open, it doesn't matter what goes on in the heavenly places of darkness and wickedness. It has no power over it. When the heavens are open, we will experience signs, wonders, and miracles, and the mighty power and presence of God. That's what we need in the earth today. That's why Jesus told the disciples, when you pray, pray our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You hallow his name. He's great. You're mighty. You're sovereign. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Doesn't matter what goes on in the heavenly places. Sometimes we give too much attention to the powers of darkness and wickedness. Forget about that. Yes, yeah, all around us. But listen, let's go where we have authority, where victory is already won. Jesus has already passed through all that. When he ascended, he went above all that. He is victorious. And we, as his children, must enforce that victory in the earth. Look at um, same thought, but 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14. Now, in, in conferences that I've been in for the last 35, 40 years, and many of you have been in too, the church loves to quote 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Everybody know it by heart. If my people call by my name. As if that alone is going to bring some results. We have ignored verse 13. The key. Verse 13 says, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain. This is God talking. Not the devil talking. This is coming from the heaven of heavens. The creator God, the sovereign God. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land. Or if I send pestilence among my people. Now, this is what God is saying. He's setting the stage for something. And we have ignored, for the most part, how God set the stage. See, we think and we have acted as if it was the devil and wickedness and darkness that shut up heaven. <laughs> That's not what the Bible says. And when God says, if I do it, 
then there are certain conditions that must be met for the heavens to be open again. Now it's up to us to meet those conditions and stop whining about it and stop pointing fingers at sinners. Sinners are doing what they are supposed to do. Sinners sin. It's time for us to do what we're supposed to do. We're the ones with the authority to turn this thing around. You understand what I'm saying? So, this is what God says if he shuts up the heavens. And you know what happens when the heavens are shut. What do we get? A little review. We get what's in the heavenly places where there is darkness and wickedness. Follow? That's why he said, if I shut up heaven, there'd be no rain. Command the locusts to devour the land. Send See, all, all, all that happens when the heaven is shut. All that's left is what in the heavenly places. And that's what you get. And that's what we get. And that's what, what we got. Can we agree with that? I mean, let's, let's open our eyes and see this thing. Because we got to see our condition before we will be willing to do something about it. Amen? Now, now, let's look at verse 14. Now, God has said, if I shut up the heavens, etc., etc. Now he says, if, it don't have to be, if, conditions, if, my people, who is that? Me, you. Those who name the name of Jesus, those who go around proclaiming, I'm a child of God. I love Jesus. My people. If my people, which are called by my name, shall, not maybe, not possibly, that won't get it, shall humble themselves, Humility, humility, humility is lacking amongst the church. Acknowledging I messed up. My heart was not right. I said things I should not have said. I thought things I should not have thought. When the Bible has told me that the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for pulling down strongholds and every thought and bring it into the obedience of Christ. I haven't done that. I repent for that. I humble myself before you. Shall humble themselves and pray, 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 prayer is that connection that we have in earth. This is what Jesus taught the disciples. We can be in earth and have a connection with the Father in heaven and pray. Seek my face and turn from there wicked ways. I know y'all are not going to like me when I say this, but so much of the church, and I'm, when I, I'm part of it, so what I say, I'm talking about myself too now. We have been so focused on the wicked ways of the world and pointing them out that we have forgot to allow the Holy Spirit to shine the light 
of the word of God in our hearts and deal with our wicked ways. Now, if that wasn't true, God wouldn't be saying that. He's talking about us. He's talking about my people. And turn from their wicked ways. God then promises something. Then, only then, only then, we want shortcuts, we want to do it our way, but he says, then will I hear from heaven. Hear. You see, there are certain conditions that must be met in earth in order for God to hear from heaven. Everything that goes up ain't reaching there. He says, then I will hear from heaven. See, we have to meet the conditions for our prayer our repentance, our humility to reach heaven because he is the only one who can open heaven. If he doesn't do it, it will not get done. He says, once my conditions are met, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins, not the sinners. They haven't come into the family yet. They are as we once were. Forgive their sins and will heal their land. And when he says heal their land, he is talking about the heaven being open over the land. And he will heal the land. That's what we stand in need of. You see, it's key for God to hear. Everything that comes out of our mouths and we put the end label on it in the name of Jesus doesn't mean it gets up there that he hears it. I know I'm not going to be in Lorraine again. <laughs> oh, but listen, look at, look at uh, um, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Look at it. it. says, behold, see, this is not for the rain. This is for the body of Christ. I mean, my, 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 my assignment in, these, in this season is for the body of Christ. I mean, so look, look at it. Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor his ear so impaired that it cannot hear. Ain't nothing wrong with God. His ears are fine. But look at this now. Your wickedness, uh-oh, there we go again. But your, he's still talking to his people. But your wickedness has separated you from your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. I hope this is helping us because, listen, listen, I know that I know that God wants us to go into this new year committed to living under open heavens. We must understand this and meet the conditions. 
God is not a man that he would lie. These are his conditions. And are we willing to meet those conditions? Scripture's not up there, but Psalms 34, 15 says, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. This is the righteous, right standing with God. His eyes are upon the righteous, and his ears are attuned to the cries that come from the righteous. These are God's conditions now. How do we live under open heavens? I pray that it is our heart's desire to do whatever is necessary to ensure that the heavens are open over our lives. That's my desire. When I began getting this insight and revelation, I said, and I began writing notes, and I had not been journaling for years, but I began journaling again. I said, this is my commitment. Tossie Wiley is going to live under open heaven. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, I believe the word of God is true. When we are living under open heavens, we're going to experience the presence of God like never before. We're going to experience the very power of God like never before. We're going to experience signs, wonders, and miracles. You know, I get irritated sometimes when I'm in church and I see people come in in wheelchairs and all kinds of diseases and stuff, and they go out with that. I don't like that. I don't like it. I should have more of God operating in me to deal with that. That irritates me because of me. Something is wrong with that. We should be irritated with that. We should expect more than what we get because God has already done everything necessary for us to walk in that level of authority and dominion. You see, there should be nothing amongst us that whatever comes from that heavenly places in that realm of darkness and wickedness and disease, none of that should be in operation in our midst. It's time for us to get mad about it, to get irritated about it. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. So we must be awakened to walk in another realm. How to live in open heavens as we wrap up. Prayer. Psalms 18, 16. Let's look at that. Prayer. It says, in my distress... When I seem surrounded, I called upon the Lord. Have you ever been in that place distressed? Don't know which way to turn or what to do. In my distress, when I seem surrounded, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. And he heard my voice from his temple. 
and my cry for help came before him into his very ears. So when we are in that place of desperation, let's not go down to Egypt for help. The Bible says some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I believe in the name of the Lord my God. Look to him. He is faithful. His word is true because he watches over his word. Keep in mind, the word is settled in heaven. When we pray that word from earth, he watches over that word to perform it. God is awesome. Prayer. The Bible says this about Elijah. This in James uh, 5. You don't turn down and give him that scripture. But the Bible says Elijah was a man just like us, human. He prayed, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. It said he prayed again. And it rained, and the heavens released the rain. Prayer. Prayer. We have authority with God through prayer. The second way uh, that I'll discuss briefly in living under an open heaven is obedience. Obedience. Look at Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. Now it shall be if you diligently... Listen to and obey. Don't just hear, because we can, we're good at hearing. We can hear. But the Bible says, don't be hearers of the word only, but doers. But listen and obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I, command, I am commanding you today. The Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. Verse 2. And all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God. And the last verse I'm going to share that's not uh, uh, up for you all is Isaiah 1, 19 and 20. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Open heavens. Open heavens. As we go into this new year, let's have an understanding of open heavens, what opens the heavens and what closes them, what shuts them. Things just don't happen. There are spiritual laws and spiritual principles that control the universe and the kingdom of God and earth. We best to learn them and obey them. And let's walk under and live under open heavens. Let's stand to our feet. Now, I don't assume in any gathering that everyone in the house is always a believer. And if you do not know Jesus and you have a desire to live under an open heaven Jesus is the door to that place the heaven of heavens we only get to that place we can only interact in that place through him he says I am the way the truth and the life no man and get to the Father in the heaven of heavens but by me. And that's the beginning. That's the first step 
of living under open heavens to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So if you don't know him, I just want you to pray. I don't know if altar ministers will come up. Uh, any altar ministers just come up briefly um, as we close out. But someone will be here to pray with you and, um, and lead you in that intimate relationship with the Lord. So, Father, we bless you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you love us so much, Father God, that you will not leave us where we are, but you challenge us to come up higher, to come to you, to meet the conditions that you have established for your people that we can live under the open heavens where there are signs, wonders, and miracles, Lord God. Where your people will demonstrate to this world that our God is alive, that he saves, that he heals, that he delivers, that he is the almighty sovereign God. So Father, we thank you. We thank you. Let the blessings of the Lord be upon your people. And as we go into this new year, Lord God, let us do so with resolve to honor you in all that we do and bring glory to your name. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, um, I, uh, Pastor Mary, do you want to come back up with me closing? Come on, come on. Could you come back up? Yes, yes, yes. Y'all can stay set standing as Pastor Murray comes back up and closes up. Thank you. Such a powerful word, isn't it? Wasn't it? So we're so blessed. So tonight, as we get ready to leave, we want to open up the altars. If there is a need in your life for prayer, for healing, for deliverance, for just a renewal of your faith. You know, sometimes our faith gets tired. And if you have a situation where you need someone to just grab your hands and pray over your life, take that opportunity tonight. There are powerful prayer warriors up here ready to pray with you. So we want to worship out. All right. Well, come up if you need prayer and go out if you are just ready to love those people out there, right? <laughs> so live right, love everybody, and pray hard. <laughs>